It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Stephen Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight. With, Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, yes. I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. All right, welcome to Sports Rap this afternoon on a Saturday. In for Chris Renwick, I'm Matthew Lornick. We've got a lot to get into today. We're going up until 7.30. We're going to take you right to the start of the South Carolina at Texas Te- Texas A&M game, I should say. That game is at 7.30. will be carried here for you on WJR. But first, we've got to cover... The top 25 scoreboard today with a lot going on. A lot of the normal teams that we all expected should win did win, but there was an upset in the Big Ten. Illinois takes down Penn State in what was a historic game that went into nine overtime sessions, something that has never happened in FBS history. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, let's cover again some of the normal happenings in and around college football. The rankings, not going to probably shift too much. Georgia, they're going to stay where they're at with number one. And then Cincinnati, they got their win today, taking down Navy 27-20. to As we move through the rest of the scoreboard, looking at everything else going on here, Oklahoma came out of a scare against Kansas. Kansas had them on the ropes at halftime, a 10-0 lead for the Jayhawks, but Oklahoma came storming back and was able to win that game 35-23. to So now talking about what's really most interesting to me is this Illinois-Penn State game, which if you're not familiar with the overtime rules in college football, they have changed over a few years. They've gotten a little different, and this is probably and for as long as we can imagine will be the only time that it goes this far or has ever gone this far. And I've never seen it personally myself where it gets to just the two-point conversions, but it's been exciting to see that this is where that game went. And to, to see that it went to nine of these is just absolutely insane. So if you're not familiar with overtime rules, getting down to it after the first two overtime periods happen, beginning with the third overtime, the teams start with just going for two, and they do it from where the two-point conversion line is. So imagine this game getting down to where it did, and essentially what happened was Penn State and Illinois back and forth stopping each other on two-point conversions for not one or two or three overtime sessions, but for a total of five overtime sessions. And then in the eighth, they tied again, both going for two and both making two. Finally, though, ninth overtime, Illinois finds a way to get the two-point conversion after stopping Penn State, they storm the field. They win 20-18. to 18. So number 7 ranked Penn State, I would assume, is dropping out of the top 10 after a loss like that. And so now, looking forward to what we will get to a little bit later here on the show, the Michigan versus Michigan State matchup not only will be a top 10 matchup for sure, but will we see one of those teams in the top 5? Can one of them eclipse that top five mark and get in there. Michigan, maybe since they're sitting at six, Michigan stayed a little bit further of a way to get there from sitting at nine, especially having had the bye week. They're probably not going to move anywhere from that spot, but you have to imagine they'll jump themselves up maybe one or two now with Penn State having 
dropped the game to Illinois. So a lot to get into. Like we mentioned, we'll recap that. Look forward, I should say, to that matchup, Michigan State and Michigan. And right now, though, going to get into a little bit of the Michigan-Northwestern game, which started out, for Michigan fans, a bit of a nervous situation, a bit of an opportunity where uh, I personally was at the game and wasn't necessarily the most comfortable situation to be in going through it. I mean, they exchanged a lot of possessions throughout that first quarter that were just punts back and forth, the defense kind of holding everybody in check, both sides of the ball. And it was really where Michigan was waiting to have something happen. They were waiting to get that break that they needed. And eventually, as it just so happens, they take a very nice long drive. Michigan goes 13 plays on 79 yards, and they eat up five minutes a clock to go up seven to nothing. And watching that game, you're kind of just still seeing the things that everybody talks about when they talk about Cade McNamara and is he the quarterback for Michigan? And he overthrew a few passes or he underthrew a few passes. He put some balls in a position where you probably don't want your receiver to try and have to go get him. A lot of opportunities where he had the middle of the field open, you lead that receiver one or two more steps and that's a touchdown. And as a Michigan fan sitting there watching that game, you're definitely a little bit more hesitant to think, I don't know if this is really the guy. But he's also that guy who's not going to lose you the game. And he's not necessarily going to put you in a position where he'll put the game on his shoulders and take it over. But he's not going to put the team in a bad spot where they need to try and come from behind and get themselves back into something. He's going to make mistakes. But he does not put the ball in a position where it can be turned over very easily. Now, talk about turnovers. Michigan getting a chance to go into halftime, an opportunity to get themselves a very handsome lead, which would have been a very nice way for this game to essentially take the break at the half. But a touchdown that, or excuse me, a pass to, you know, the wide receiver that Cade McNamara should have easily been able to get in with for a touchdown turns into a fumble and so you get it down so far you drive the length of the field you're getting ready to go into halftime and you fumble the ball it's just something that can't happen Mike Sand is still just right there you got to protect the ball get in the end zone get yourself those points that you need and take your team into the break with a handsome lead after one half as a Michigan fan watching that game, and as a Michigan State fan, I'm sure out there watching that game, if you were, since you had the bye week, and they're probably, you know, again, you're probably flipping between that and Illinois Penn State if you got that one, but you you have to be watching that thinking, okay, if I'm a Michigan State fan, this Michigan team, they've got some weaknesses. That Michigan State fan base watching that Michigan game, looking at Cade McNamara thinking, you know what? We get some pressure on this guy. We fluster him a little bit. We're going to have a chance. We're going to have an opportunity to really get ourselves into a spot where we can win this game. And if you're a Michigan fan watching it, you hope that Michigan just comes out and plays all four quarters of that Michigan-Michigan State game the way that they did in the second half against Northwestern. Because the way they played that second half against Northwestern is absolutely what you want to do. It's how you want to take care of business, come out and set the tone, and get yourself into a position to win 
a big game on the road. So quick update, though. Also, Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Iowa State has a 17-14 lead. The uh, fourth quarter just underway, under 11 minutes to go, actually. So under 11 to go in that game. 17-14, an opportunity for Iowa State to potentially knock off the number 8th-ranked team and mess up this top 10 again. You know, there could be two top 10 teams that lose this weekend. And if that's the case, do you see your Wolverines, Michigan fans, and Spartan fans, do you see your Spartans getting into the top 10? We're going to talk about that a little bit more coming up on the show. The phone lines are open if you want to call in and join us. 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0WJR. I'm Matt Lornick in for Chris Wenwick, and this is Sports Wrap. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. In for Chris Renwick on this Saturday is Matthew Lornick. And we're hanging out with you till 7.30. We're going to take you right up to the kickoff of South Carolina at Texas A&M at 7.30. That'll be on 760 WJR for you for your evening game. We're still following some updates of what's happening in the top 10 because that is going to directly impact what happens with your Michigan State Spartans and your Michigan Wolverines. And right now, the focus can be entirely on that game. The stage is set. Two teams, 7-0. and Two teams going into this who will both be for sure in the top 10, potentially one or both, probably more likely just one, maybe in the top five. But an opportunity now where 57 years ago was the last time you had an opportunity to be in this situation where both were in the top 10. And for the longest time, I have thought and looked at this rivalry and said, there's no way both of these teams can be good at the same time. There were so many runs of Michigan being good and more recently Michigan State being the better of the two. And it's been that way back and forth where you really haven't had both teams in a position where they are essentially fighting for a Big Ten title on next Saturday because one or two things can happen, right? You're going to essentially control your own destiny at the conclusion of that game for either team because there's a lot that's been going on in the Big Ten that, like we've seen already, Ohio State lost a game. Now, have they lost in conference? Not yet. Will they? Not sure because both Michigan and Michigan State have to take on Ohio State in what will probably be another game that for either one of those teams might be must win. And so you look at what is now to come next week and it's just ramped things up that much more. It has made that game, which was already going to be important in the state of Michigan. That game matters a lot, but it's already now elevated itself based on what happened today, based on the fact that Michigan did win. They went out and took care of business and they made sure that they got to be in the situation of 7-0. and For a little bit, they looked like they were potentially in a bit of a trap game. And for people who watched that game and saw a nice big 75-yard run get ripped off against them, you're looking at that probably thinking, all right, maybe there are some holes in this Michigan defense that we can exploit if we're Michigan State. But what they did in that second half 
and the way they controlled that game, I think we are set up to see an absolute slugfest coming up a week from today. A game that is going to be every single play mattering and every single inch having to be earned from both those teams. Because what you're looking at now is a situation of will this Michigan team be able to weather the storm that Michigan State's going to bring at them? Kenneth Walker Jr., and a phenomenal running back. A guy who's definitely going to get long runs against Michigan. It's going to happen. Now, if they somehow find a way to bottle him up, then I would say you can pretty much put a guarantee on it that Michigan's going to win that game if they can find a way to bottle him up. But I think he's going to have some runs that might go for 15, 20, 25, 30 yards. He has the most runs over 10 yards almost in all of college football. I mean, he runs the ball hard downhill and that Michigan defense, yes, is strong and they, yes, have been able to make big stops, but they also haven't faced a big back like that yet. And so that will be a huge test for them coming up. And that's going to be something that they're going to be faced with relentlessly because they go to Kenneth Walker relentlessly. So I I think if you're watching this game, be ready, Michigan fans, to have some punches thrown and be ready to not have it go as easy as you may think it's going to go because you're going to get some plays that are definitely not going to go your way. And Michigan State's going to get touchdowns that are going to look like, oh, God, what's happening right now? But I think if Michigan fans and Michigan can weather the storm, I think they come out on top. But they have to go against this Michigan State team that is also fully loaded and ready to go. And briefly, quick update for scoring. If you're following, Oklahoma State just took a 21-17 lead on Iowa State. 6.50 to go in that game. Oklahoma State ranked in the top 10. They're eighth right now. Iowa State unranked, trying to knock off another top 10 team, which would help both of your teams get a little bit more love leading into this game coming up on Saturday. But Michigan State fans, if you're listening out there, you had your bye week this week. Are you those fans that are rooting for Michigan to win so that it is 7-0 and versus 7-0? and Or are you those fans that are hoping Northwestern pulls the upset, hoping that Northwestern does something and Michigan lays that egg so that the game next week is maybe a little bit easier for you guys to go into, at least from the visual standpoint. Because I think looking at both of these two teams, they line up pretty pretty evenly. They both didn't necessarily have the strongest out of conference. You could say Michigan State when they went to go play Miami was, but We've seen what Miami has turned into, and maybe that wasn't the case. So looking at it from the perspective of what's going to happen next week and what are we going to see from both of these teams, I want to know, what do you think you need to see from your team? If you're a Michigan State fan, what do you need to see? And if you're a Michigan fan, what do you need to see them clean up and fix 800 859 0WJR is the phone number if you want to call in and chime in on that. 
Quick update watching it here in the studio, though. Iowa State, long run, or actually long pass, turned into a huge play down the field. So they are about ready to try and go in and score with an opportunity to take the lead again in this game. Which, if you're not following, you should, because that has a lot to do with where we end up with our two teams next week playing for Paul Bunyan. And an opportunity where we're going to have a situation of (laughs) just absolute head bashing if you're a Michigan fan watching this and thinking, okay, what do we got to do to win this game? Because you got to go into East Lansing to do it. And going into East Lansing to do it is going to be tough. Nothing will be given to you. And Michigan fans watching today, when J.J. McCarthy came out, how much more of that do you want to see next week? How much more of that do you need next week if you're a Michigan fan? How much J.J. McCarthy do you hope to see? And how much do you think you will see? And Michigan State fans, does that scare you? Because when J.J. McCarthy came in the game for Michigan, he lit it up. 36 yards in two plays. He is that sort of X factor that I think both teams don't really know how to react to. Because Michigan hasn't seen enough of him play to be able to give them any type of edge yet. He hasn't really done too much when he has gotten in besides throwing the bomb early in the season that everybody was talking about. It was highlight reel material from the one side of the field to the other. Yes, he can make those throws. Yes, he can also run with his feet. But if you're a Michigan State fan, do you hope that J.J. McCarthy sits on the bench a little bit more next week? And if you're a Michigan fan, how much more does he need to be in the game? 800-859-0WJR. We're here to take your calls until 730. But let's get into it. Let's figure it out. I want to know what Michigan State fans are looking at this prediction for themselves next week. Because I'll, I'll just be flat out and tell you, I'm a Michigan fan. Michigan grad. And I don't really have the same viewpoints you obviously do if you're a Spartan fan. So let's talk about it. Where are you at? Are you worried if J.J. McCarthy comes in? Is Kenneth Walker III going to run all over Michigan? Or is Michigan's backfield of Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins going to take care of business against the Spartans? There are a lot of question marks still up in the air. And I think so much so that these two teams are so very close in what their pedigree has been this year and in what they're both trying to do that maybe it won't be as easy as everybody's sort of looking at it thinking it might be. Because I think we can sometimes get ahead of ourselves. I know Michigan fans can. I have plenty of friends. I've sit in the stadium every Saturday when they're home, and I hear the fans that have their opinion of things and are on the far end of, we're going to go into East Lansing and kill them. And I hear the ones that are on the way far end of things that watch Northwestern rip off a 70-yard touchdown and think, oh, man, Kenneth Walker's going to run all over us. So there's two extremes, and for those two extremes, I think somewhere in the middle there, you got to be a little realistic about what's happening. Quick score update, Iowa State just put in a touchdown, pending the extra point, 23-21 right now, but give us a call here. 
800-859-0WJR. We can talk about whatever you want. Michigan, Michigan State. We'll get into a little Red Wings. We'll dabble in some Detroit Pistons. They're just getting their season underway. And then this weekend, coming up tomorrow, we got Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. Are you going to pull for Stafford? Are you going to pull for Goff? We're going to find out. It's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. In for Chris Renwick on this Saturday evening. My name is Matthew Lornick. Right now, first thing to get to, biggest order of business. Upset alert for Oklahoma State. Number 8th ranked Oklahoma State. On the verge of losing to the Iowa State Cyclones. It is a 24-21 game. 5-20 to go in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma State just fumbled the snap. And they now have themselves in a pretty deep hole. Third and 18. Where Oklahoma State trying to get the ball back and go back in to get another touchdown and another score there. And I don't want to do play-by-play, but they just got a sack with a flag on the play, potentially a holding. So things looking up for Oklahoma State. Why does this matter? Because coming up week from today, it'll be over by now. A week from today, the backyard brawl. Michigan and Michigan State in East Lansing at noon. And what are you thinking looking forward to that game? Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0WJR. Let's call in, let's talk about it. Because I think Michigan fans watching that game today against Northwestern, you saw a lot of good things happen. You also saw a lot of things that you wish would not have happened. And I know, personally as a Michigan fan watching that game, the mistakes you made this week, will cost you in a much bigger way next week against Michigan State. You will get exploited in those ways next week. So that's that's what we're talking about right now. That topic's floating out there for you if you want as well. If you didn't see it already, we'll get to it again here really quick. Penn State and Illinois earlier today. Illinois beating the 7th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions 20-18 to in what went to nine overtime sessions. Now, eventually, at the start of the third overtime, you start going for two. You just line it up at the two-point conversion mark, and you keep going back and forth. And they went over both teams, for five of these overtime sessions. Finally, in the eighth one, they both made it. In the ninth, Penn State did not. Illinois did, and that's how we ended with a 20-18 to game. But, again, an opportunity for... Michigan and Michigan State both to move up in the rankings. They're both going to be ranked in the top 10 for sure. The first time since 1964 that these two teams have been ranked within the top 10. So the stage is big. Bigger than it's ever been, I think, in most recent history. I can't think of another time within the last 10 years that this game has sort of been of this magnitude. And yes, everybody who was on Twitter this week talking about, oh, the start time this should have been a prime time, should have been, you know, at least 3.30, why, why'd they get the noon slot? None of that should matter. What should matter is that you're about to see two football teams go at each other for a full four quarters, and it 
is going to come down to potentially who has the ball last or who gets the big stop or who gets the play on special teams because both of these teams are very good in their own respects in a lot of a lot of fields of play in the game something that i think michigan state fans might not know about and michigan fans should be a little bit worried about though michigan state they are in the top 10 offensively and defensively from pro football focus they did a outline of college football grades grading these teams where there's only two teams right now with top 10 graded offenses and defenses. One of those teams is Georgia. The other of those teams is your Michigan State Spartans, Spartan fans. So, again, a situation where you have national attention and your offense and your defense on both sides of the ball playing incredibly well. Kenneth Walker III, 27 rushes for 10 or more yards. A Heisman candidate. Okay. Panasuk on defense. Leading the nation with pressures on the quarterback. He's got 45 of them. Is that going to be enough to put Michigan State over the edge? The game's in East Lansing. Is there anything to home field advantage? Or has Michigan found a way to go into hostile environments and win? If you're a Michigan fan, yes, they have. They've gone into Wisconsin and they've won. They've gone into Nebraska and they've won. Will East Lansing, will that fan base be enough to be the edge? If Michigan can go in and can keep their calm and can take the blows as they come because some of them will come, if they can do that, they're going to put themselves in a very good place to win. And I think, conversely, Michigan State, if they can feed Kenneth Walker the ball and he can make big plays and get himself into a position of almost putting the team on his back, in a sense, I think you're going to find yourself also in a good spot if you're the Spartans. Because you look at everything else that has been happening so far, the season for both of these two teams was always boiling to this point. But I'll be honest, as a Michigan fan, at the start of the season, had zero expectation of what this team would be for Michigan. Had zero clue what they would turn into. I think at this point, when I looked at it from the outside looking in, Michigan could have easily been 2-5. and five. But the fact that they're 7-0 and and Michigan State, the fact that you're also 7-0, and you should be excited for this. I'm excited for this. The trash talking starts now. Call in. Let's start talking. Let's start figuring out what's going to happen, what's going to swing the tide one way or another. 800-859-0WJR. Phone lines are open if you want to call in and talk about that. We're going to switch gears just for a second and talk some Detroit Pistons. They're 0-1. It's all right. But your big ticket item that's out there, your guy that you were waiting for Detroit, that you wanted so bad that we got, the guy who was excited to be here, which we love, 
Cade Cunningham did not play in that game. Cade Cunningham will also not be playing in the next three games, they've said, of this road trip they're about to go on. So when do we get to see Cade Cunningham? Is Cade Cunningham going to be enough to get you excited to start going back down to LCA and to fill it up to be ready to support the Pistons again? And how far are the Pistons away from being in contention for, let's not go crazy and say, an NBA championship? But when are they going to be in contention to, I don't know, maybe win the East again? How much longer do you have to wait for that if you're a Piston fan? Because in all honesty, I haven't really cared about the Pistons since they won the last time they won the NBA championship. I think at that time I was still in high school. So if you're looking at it now, Pistons fans, what are your expectations? Where's your head at? What are you thinking? And how are you thinking it's going to all come together? Because right now you're sitting in a situation where our our all-star that we wanted to see, our sort of saving grace that we've been hoping for, praying for, he's here, but he's just not playing yet. When do you get yourselves excited for that? Phone lines open, 800-859-0WJR. We can talk Michigan, Michigan State. We can talk Pistons, talk Red Wings. We're going to get into all of it. Phone lines are open. You got something else you want to talk about? Let's talk about it. And I actually have a question for Michigan State fans if you're out there. I asked it at the top of the show. Your bye week was this week. Did you root for Northwestern? Or did you want to see 7-0 and take on 7-0? and I'll be honest, when Michigan State plays as a Michigan fan, I normally watch and I hope they lose. And for a second, watching them against Indiana, I was thinking, really? Could this happen? This might happen. Obviously got themselves together, took care of business, won the game, and here we are, 7-0, and taking on 7-0. and A big, big opportunity next week in the backyard brawl for these two teams. Another update, though, we're covering the Oklahoma State Iowa State game on here in the studio. The reason this matters, Oklahoma State, 8th ranked. Iowa State, unranked. 24-21 lead, Iowa State, 139 to go in the ball game. Iowa State doing everything they can to try and throw the upset. Also, if you missed it earlier today, another upset. Illinois beat Penn State in nine overtimes. Nine of them. Lot to get to. We'll cover it all. It's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. Hungry Howie's wants to thank you for supporting Love, Hope, and Pizza. Thank you to the How Long Can I Stay on This Couch Eating Pizza guy. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. And we are back on Sports Wrap. This is Matthew Lernick in for Chris Renwick. And right now, what we've all been talking about, watching, waiting, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, 109 to go in the game. Iowa State, a 24-21 lead. You might ask yourself, why does this matter? This matters because Oklahoma State is 8th ranked in the country. Iowa State unranked. Should the upset stand as it is right now? They're reviewing 
the last spot of the play where Oklahoma State went for it. They called them short, measured it on the field. They're now reviewing. And we're waiting to see what happens here. But this is big because you're going to end up finding out what's going to happen. And they're going to say that the call stands. Iowa State stops Oklahoma State on fourth down. Iowa State football. The students are already getting ready to rush the field. 109 to go in the game. Oklahoma State one timeout can only stop the clock once. Looks like Iowa State's going to win this one. Has not gone final yet, but as of now, looks like Iowa State's going to get this win. So, Michigan State Spartans, your team probably jumping up from 9 to 8, if not a little higher, because something else happened today that you might not have heard about. Penn State and Illinois played, and Illinois took care of business and beat Penn State. It took nine overtimes, but they did it. 20 to 18 win, Illinois beats the, or excuse me, Illinois beats the Nittany Lions. And now, with number seven losing and number eight losing, Michigan State, you're sitting at nine, Michigan sitting at six. Does Michigan break the top five? Maybe. Michigan State definitely moves up. Definitely moves up. I mean, are we looking at a six versus seven next week in the backyard brawl? Are we looking at a five versus six? Let's talk about it. 800-859-0WJR. Feel free to call in. Lines are open on that. We threw in a little Pistons talking about Cade Cunningham. Is he enough to get you to start going back to games? Is he the guy that is going to energize all of this? And just like that, the game just went final. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. It's a final 24-21. Iowa State beating the number 8 ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. So again, as we mentioned, a lot going to happen in the rankings there. Seven and eight both lose. Where are you going to end up, Spartan fans? You guys going to break the top five? Didn't play this week? Probably not, but a lot that did not change within that top five. Georgia, as we mentioned, they're sitting there still at one. Cincinnati with the win. Oklahoma, they barely came out. And does that move them down? That's something you got to think about. That game, them against... Kansas was a little closer in the beginning than it probably should have been. But Oklahoma did come back. They took care of business and got the win there. 800-859-0WJR is the phone number if you want to call in and share your thoughts on any of that. Switching gears and looking at the winged wheel. The Detroit Red Wings now. They are a fun team to watch. I had the luxury of going to the season opener for the Red Wings. They were taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yes, the game ended in a loss. But what happened in that game, I think, set the tone potentially for the entire season for the Detroit Red Wings. If you're unfamiliar with what I might be referring to, Dylan Larkin going into the corner for the puck, gets hit from behind by Matthew Joseph, Not necessarily the nastiest of hits, but Larkin goes down and goes into the boards. No penalty call. Not saying there should have been, but no penalty call on the play. Larkin immediately gets up and just punches Matthew Joseph square in the face, glove still on, and drops Joseph. Now, Dylan Larkin, rightfully so, got the game penalty, And also got a game suspension after that. Now, since then, 
Both these players have talked. They've apologized. Joseph apologized to Larkin. Larkin apologized back to Joseph for what happened. But what came out of that, I think, is everybody started to see on that roster, wow, Dylan Larkin, he's not going to mess around. Dylan Larkin is here to put it all out there. And I think if you're one of these young guys on the Red Wings, you know, if you're Tyler Bertuzzi out there, if you're Maurice Sider out there, if you're watching that happen and your captain is doing that, you got to be fired up. You got to be excited about it. You know, the Red Wings, I think, probably for sure too soon to say that they're back, but the Geyser plan is working. When Steve Eiserman came here, you had to know good things were going to happen. You had to wait around a little bit to see it. He started making moves in the offseason. He started doing things that conventional wisdom would tell you, what is he doing? Why is he going to get that guy? Why is he going to pick up this guy? Why draft him? Why do? I think if anybody had ever sent it and believed it, now's the time to fully get on board and say, you know what, let's just let Stevie do what he wants to do. Let's just let Eiserman put this thing back together the way it needs to be built back together because he can absolutely do it. He did it in Tampa Bay. He proved it, and he's starting to do it here. But are you all in on the Red Wings? I'm getting close to being ready to be all in on the Red Wings again. For a while, they, had, they lost me. But right now, the way they're playing, the physicality they're playing, they are not messing around. Their guys are not afraid to scrap it up, not afraid to get into fights, not afraid to take the penalty and and potentially, you know, have to go and and be on a penalty kill. But they're willing to set the tone. And I think, you know, if you're playing the Red Wings, you're getting into a game where it's going to be a dogfight because they're not going to let you just come in and push them around anymore. You got a lot of young guys who are excited to be here, who are excited to be playing for Steve Eiserman, who are ready to take themselves and take this team to the next level. I mean, right now, two wins, a loss, and a tie. They're sitting at five points. Could it be better? Yeah. But right now, again, take it for what it's worth. Look at it from the, from the standpoint of where were we before? Where are we now? I think as sports fans, you have to sort of look at it in that very small lens of, are we really that far away from where we could have been? Because we could be where we were three, four years ago as Red Wings fans. Five, six years ago where we were as Red Wings fans. Not making the playoffs for the first time in 25 years when, when that happened. We could be still there in that place. We're in a much better place. But how far along do you think we are? 800-859-0WJR is the phone number. We've got the Michigan-Michigan State game talk out there. That's sitting there for you to bring in and chime in on. We got the Red Wings. We're talking some Cade Cunningham for the Pistons. Is he going to be enough to get you to go back to Little Caesars Arena and be invested in the Detroit Pistons? How much longer is that going to take for you to want to be invested in the Detroit Pistons? Michigan, Michigan State talk, the biggest right now on the table. But something else we haven't hit on yet that we're going to get to coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, who are you rooting for? 
because there is a strong pull that I've felt in this city to still be rooting for Matthew Stafford. Who are you going to root for on Sunday? Are you a Honolulu blue all the way? Or are you going to go with the old hometown boy in Stafford? 800-859-0WJR. It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight. With, Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Matthew Lornick in for Chris Renwick on this October 23rd. It's 7 o'clock. We're only taking you till 7.30. We're going to have the South Carolina at Texas A&M game coming up at 7.30 for you here on WJR. A few things to get into in the college football top 10 specifically. This is where things got crazy today if you were not watching or did not check anywhere on Twitter and see it, you missed out. And a lot of a lot of moving and shaking in the top 10, and that's really what's going to affect looking forward when Michigan takes on Michigan State. What will those two teams be ranked? Right now it's set up to the point where they are both going to be in the top 10 for sure. That's already said and done. But how far up the rankings is Michigan State going to move because – they are sitting at nine right now, and what happened today, Illinois took down Penn State. They were ranked seventh. Iowa State took down Oklahoma State. They were ranked eighth. So right there, seven and eight go away. Michigan State, where are you moving up? And right now, sitting in the studio, we also got another team on upset alert. The number 10, Oregon Ducks. Now, currently, yes, do have the lead, 35-31, but Oregon just threw a pick into the end zone. UCLA with the interception. Three minutes to go in the fourth. UCLA ball, 34-31. Crazy stuff going on. Obviously, a lot of topics out there for you today. We're talking Michigan, Michigan State. We are a week away. Someone will be 7-1 and one by this time next week. Michigan State fans, is it going to be your Spartans? Call in and tell me why not. 800-859-0WJR. Michigan fans, are the Wolverines going to keep rolling? Are the Spartans going to lay a bi-week egg? Is that a fear if you're a Michigan State fan? Do you see things that Michigan can be exploited on if you're a Michigan State fan? One thing that I loved seeing today from Michigan, a huge special teams play, a blocked punt when you needed it most. And again, that second half Michigan played today, probably some of the best football they've done, at least in the sense of a complete game. Unfortunately, it just took two quarters for them to do it in the third and fourth. But a Northwestern team that was not going to go away quietly, a Northwestern team that is coached in a very disciplined way, a Northwestern team that has a lot of fight and goes into every single game not going to be that team that just rolls over. Michigan just found a way to be better and to win. A Michigan State fans, what's that X factor for you going into next week? What is it that's going to take your team over the edge? 
Is it Peyton Thorne? Is it Kenneth Walker? Is it your defense? Who at the beginning of this season, if you looked at the Michigan State defense, you probably thought, oh man, we're in trouble. We're going we're gonna to have a rough spot on defense. Or has Mel Tucker righted the ship? And do you want to talk Mel Tucker trade rumors? They're out there. Is he going to LSU? If you're a Michigan State fan, is that something that you're worried about being a big story leading into this game next week? Is that going to be something that is focused on too much and maybe causes the distraction for the Spartans? 800-859-0WJR is the phone number. The lines are open if you want to give a call and talk. UCLA, not looking so good right now. 34-31, fourth down. They just turned the ball back over, it looks like, to Oregon. So right now, 2-12 left to go. Oh, they're going to say that, wow, never mind. UCLA moving the chains. Keep that game on if you've got it. It kind of matters. Oregon, ranked 10th. Going to be a big shakeup coming in the top 10. Tomorrow, your Detroit Lions. I'm going out to the West Coast. Kelly and Matthew, they're inviting everybody over to the house. Out in California. Are you going to be rooting for Matt Stafford or Jared Goff? Now, Matthew Stafford, very much still a big part of who people root for in this city. I think people have now sort of seen the situation with Matthew Stafford and realized, wow, you know what? He's a good quarterback. He maybe needed other pieces that we didn't give him when he was here, but he can do it. For all those people that said he couldn't, are you convinced that he can? Are you convinced that this season with the Rams is one where he's going to be able to take them to the Super Bowl? It's in L.A. Is he going to pull a repeat of what Brady and the Bucks did last year? End up playing a Super Bowl in your home stadium? So far, so good for them. He is doing a lot of good things. And he has really taken this team and sort of been that last piece that L.A. thought they needed. Now the Lions, you're a lot of, more, a lot of pieces away. A lot more pieces away, I should say, from being where you need to be to be a contender for anything. The Lions this season have lost in the epitome of Lions fashion throughout so far anybody out there think that dan campbell's in over his head anybody think that dan campbell can right the ship here in detroit he's definitely passionate you know i mean getting emotional after your team loses on another last second field goal taking the blame himself something that i haven't seen Alliance coach really admit to that passionately. Sure, they've said, yeah, coaching needs to be better. But, I mean, Campbell, he went right out there and said it. This is me. This is my fault. Didn't prepare my team well enough. Is Dan Campbell going to be that savior for the Lions here in Detroit? Or what other pieces do they still need? Because... As he leaves Matthew Stafford to L.A. and the Lions are going out there, 
there's no bad blood from Stafford back to the Detroit Lions organization. But Jared Goff, if you've been listening this week, Jared Goff, he kind of has some unfinished business with Sean McVay and the Rams organization. So much so that he didn't really know he was going to get traded. He knew it was a possibility. But in the way it happened, Jared Goff, even talking this week, sounded very much of the opinion that I was kind of taken by surprise when all this was going on. I kind of didn't really know where I was going to be going. I didn't really know I was on the trading block as much as I was. And Sean McVay all but packed his bags for him and kicked him out the door when they knew they could get Stafford. Who are you going to root for this weekend? You want to see your Lions get a win? A big win? They go into L.A., they win? That's going to be a big, big big-time story. Or are you going to root for Matthew Stafford, the old hometown boy? 800-859-0WJR is the phone number. Lines are open. Call in. It's Sports Wrap. more sports rap presented by FanDuel download the FanDuel sports app today FanDuel more ways to win here's Chris Renwick Matthew Lornick in for Chris Renwick tonight and following the college football scoreboard as it's getting exciting going down some of these games leading up to the backyard brawl coming up next weekend Michigan versus Michigan State that is out there for you to call in on and get involved with if you'd like 800 8590WJR is the phone number. 24-21 win. Iowa State took down Oklahoma State. A huge huge game. 24-21. Iowa State taking them down. Oklahoma State ranked 8th in the country. That's going to mess up the top 10 again. Illinois, Penn State. Illinois got the best of Penn State. Penn State ranked in the number 7 spot. So Michigan State fans, where does your team move to? Both teams are going to be in the top 10. It's going to be the first time they've both been in the top 10 since 1964. Both of these two teams in the top 10. What's going to be the difference? What's going to be the X factor for your team if you're out there as a Michigan or a Michigan State fan? What are you going to look to to be the difference to get yourself into a spot to win we got greg and shelby township on the phone greg how's it going good my friend mr positive here what's up mr positive Um, hey i think it's gonna come down to coaching um it's so close and i've got to ask you have either team played anybody of merit and predicated on that, what do you think uh, who's going to win? I mean, have is Michigan and Michigan State played anybody that, you know, uh, has won championships and uh, has really asserted themselves? Or have these games been a little bit, um, well, we're not really playing a great team, but mm. we might be looking good yeah. on paper. No, I mean, I think, say you, my friend? I think that's definitely a valid point, Greg. And uh, 
I think looking at it from that perspective, yeah, you've heard other Michigan fan bases, you've heard other Michigan reporters probably say, and it happened this weekend, or this past week actually, referring to Kenneth Walker the third, a lot of his yards being cotton candy yards because they weren't against great defenses. And yeah, everybody in the early goings of their season, I would say, has those sort of cupcake fluff games that you want to try and play and, and get through. But I would say for the most part, Michigan State went into Miami, and at the time, Miami was a twenty, you know, was twenty fourth ranked Miami. They went in and, and took care of business pretty handedly against Miami, and and conversely, they took a Nebraska team who was at the time trending upwards. Nebraska took them to overtime, and they had to get that win there. So I would say Michigan State so far, they've been tested a little bit, but I think looking at the Michigan schedule, they've also been tested. But again, have they been tested against? Good competition. Wisconsin, they had to go into Madison and get that win there. They did. They also had to go into Nebraska, play Nebraska at night, get a win there, and they did. So, yes, to your point of have they really played anybody, I I don't know that they necessarily have played anybody of the championship caliber level that you're talking about. No, they both have not played Ohio State yet. No, they both have not played Penn State yet. They both still have those teams on their schedule, and I think that's where – when you sort of put it all together, that's where things are really going to be coming out in the sense of what are these two teams made out of when when you see how they do against those those schools. Now, this game coming up next weekend, though, I would agree with you. Who do you have? I got Michigan, and, and I got it, though, in a close game. And I got it based on, on the sense that they're going to have to make a special teams play, I think, to get themselves in a spot to win that game because it's very close otherwise. My friend, great points, and thanks for taking my call. Always great talking to you. Thanks, Mr. P. All right, guys. So, again, what's going on? Michigan, Michigan State, it's on the table for you to call in and talk about 800-859-0WJR. Let's go to KC and Warren. KC, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, First of all, it's going to be a wonderful game, but I think uh, Michigan's going to win it. And and what's going to be the difference for you? Uh, probably a couple of, uh, couple of touchdowns. Okay. You know, I think the defense stands up, and uh, I just don't think Sparty's got it this year. But they'll 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 be a bowl team. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Now, a couple couple touchdowns. I would I would say closer than a couple touchdowns. What what do you think Michigan's defense is going to do to really hold back Michigan State, who who with Kenneth Walker the third, Peyton Thorne's been playing really smart. I mean, they've got a receiving core that has been stepping up as of late. What's the difference that, that Michigan's able to get that win by two scores? I, I just think they get to the quarterback. Okay. I think they uh, they attack the, the passing and they, they clamp down on the uh, on the rushing. Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be a, a tight game early, but I think the Wolverines will pull it out and uh, Sparty won't have enough at the end. So. Yeah. And, and special teams I really like with the with the Wolverines. Yeah, but, I, I uh, think so too. And that's where – Go ahead. About the game tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you got to be rooting for the Lions because uh, they got two draft picks mm-hmm. coming next year. <laughs> and I kind of, kind of got a solution for the Fords if they're listening. Sell the team. Um, <laughs> what, what you want to do with that extra draft pick? Hopefully, they won't go zero and seventeen. Uh-huh. But uh, it's going to be a valuable extra draft pick. I would say offer it to any team in the NFL to have that pick the second or the first pick, depending on the value, offer it to any NFL team 
as long as you hire an ex Lions head coach and end the curse. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you can have it. That's but really you where we're hire, at. You know, Jimmy Handshakes, Caldwell, <laughs> you know, Matt Patricia, anybody, any of them. Because you know nobody's going to hire Dan Ewell, uh, yeah. Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's it's definitely been talked about. Obviously, the Lions being cursed, and I, I think, you know, yeah, we joke about it here, but there's some there's some real merit to how bad things have gone for them, and, and how nothing, seemingly in this season so far, has gone in their favor. Bring in the New Orleans shaman, somebody <laughs> get the curse out of. You know, Ford Field, and was it the Russ Thomas practice field? Yeah, yep, there oh you go. God. Probably should There's stop, naming, should right stop naming buildings after them too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Monty Clark is still praying. <laughs> KC, appreciate the call, man. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks, bud. So, right, I mean, it's out there for us to call in and talk about running on short time, but if you want to get it in last minute here, 800-859-0WJR. We can take your calls. And we can talk about it. Michigan, Michigan State's on the table, just like KC. Lions, who you got to root for? How's it, how's it going to go down? Stafford and the, and the Ford family going to be seeing each other again in L.A.? Jared Goff, is he going to go back home and be that jolted, jilted lover, I should say, who's coming back to the X after getting kicked out the door? It's a lot to go on. 800 800- 859-0WJR. A lot of sports topics out there for you. But the biggest one, Michigan versus Michigan State, the backyard brawl a week from today. At this time, someone's going to be 7-1. and one. Is it Michigan State? Is it Michigan? It's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR.